welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Ahmed Abdurrahim, owner of Cairo To Go in Morgantown, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Montegalia County. But first, let me tell you a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes, and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission, of course, of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day. So many cool things, so many awesome things that a lot of people never get to hear about, quite frankly. So our team here at Interaction Media and Positively West Virginia are working to change that with this movement, this podcast, so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. And if you're not here, you can move here and start a company and start a great, great organization too. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done too, day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their awesome stories. Our guest once again today is Ahmed Abdurrahim, owner of Cairo To Go in Morgantown, West Virginia. Ahmed, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I've heard of your business, but I'm not real familiar. I'm, I can't wait to learn more about it. Ahmed Abdurrahim graduated from the School of Pharmacy and Biotechnology in 2008 at the German University in Cairo, Egypt. And he started his first business, a retail pharmacy, in 2009 and spent eight years running that very pharmacy. During the last years of Ahmed's pharmacy life, he grew a little bored, if you will, with what he was doing. And Ahmed wanted to grow as an entrepreneur, so he started an import company and began traveling to China to start a trading business. It was lucrative business until the Egyptian government made some drastic economic decisions to combat imports from China to reduce unemployment and increase the value of the local products. And unfortunately, this caused a huge loss to Ahmed's business, and he decided to move to America, to West Virginia, to start a new venture, which is Cairo To Go. Cairo To Go is an Egyptian fast food casual concept that provides delicious food for a very reasonable price. They have grown, they have been operating for almost four years now which is pretty cool in itself and are continuing to grow. During the COVID the, over the last year, Ahmed's restaurant got hit so hard that they decided to create their first, first ghost kitchen, if you will, and they called it Trey Pasta. It was an instant hit with thousands of dollars in sales from the first month, and then they added Angry Five Hot Fried Chicken to their restaurant. So they're running three restaurants coming out of the same location, which makes them 
not only a unique restaurant in Morgantown, but in the state of West Virginia. We invited Ahmed on the show today to talk about his company, companies, and to share his story, to give our audience some valuable insight to his organization that he runs here and leads here in West Virginia. Ahmed, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro that I gave, and give us a little behind-the-scenes look into your company. Well, uh, well, thanks for the great introduction. Um, it, um, it, West Virginia is awesome. Uh, I moved here from Cairo to West Virginia because it's beautiful. Uh, you can't really, you can't really find else somewhere else that has this beauty. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the people are so awesome and laid back, and it's just it's a very cool vibe to be uh, in such a cool state. Um, part of part of our mission is to offer the best food that money can buy with a very good and consistent quality and consistency is a very good uh, is a very good indicator where is where we do and with with what we do um we're a family-owned restaurant so that means kids hovering around sometimes fighting sometimes being noisy um you know uh, everybody who works for us they they're a part of our family they're part of who we are and um uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's a lot of hard work, but also we try to make it a lot of fun as much as we can. We uh, we we like to play as much as we like to work. I love it, Ahmed. Talk a little bit about your start as an entrepreneur. I mentioned that you went to uh, university there in Egypt, and then you started your career. You started a, a pharmacy there in in Egypt, and then you 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 kind of got this um, some 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 stress, I guess, from the government and they were changing things on the other uh, venture. And then how, how did you end up in, in West Virginia? First of all, how did you get your start as an entrepreneur? What, you know, what led you down that path? Was it a family member or something of that nature? And then how did you, what brought you here to Morgantown? So it's, it's, it was my father. My father is a, you know, self-made millionaire. And he started with nothing and he did everything he can do to actually succeed in the business world. And uh, he did it. And growing up, I saw that firsthand. And um, so, yeah, that's that's part of my inspiration. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like you, probably beat you kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So was that in Egypt then? It was, was it in Cairo? Yeah, actually? yeah in Cairo, Cairo, Egypt. Yep. Ah, so cool. Uh, yeah, then uh, so I started my own pharmacy thinking, you know, I have my, my, my pharmacy degree. I know a lot about, you know, drugs and all of that. But, and I, I'm willing to learn about the retail side. So I started that. But the problem with running a retail pharmacy is that you can't really, there's a lot that you can do. And then there's a lot that you can do from a business aspect, uh, branding, coming up with new ideas. Because, you know, it's at the end of the day, we're dealing with, government regulations and a lot there's a lot that just ties up the entrepreneurial mindset for anybody who wants to go there right it kind of stifles your creativity in a sense oh my god yes <laughs> oh my god yes so uh we started this you know uh company to to do the imports just to broaden our horizon create more cash flow trying to figure something out and just grow as entrepreneurs my partner and i and uh you know the crackdown happened economically and there was just a lot of whole economical challenges and um at that moment i was like where's the best place to go it was the states you know i've I've been to the states a couple of times before 
and I just really liked the way everything was. So uh, a buddy of mine and my um, brother-in-law were residing in Morgantown, West Virginia at the time, and they were like, just come and check it out. And we came, my wife and I, and we just fell in love. It's quiet, it's cool, it's, it's just beautiful from, from all aspects. It's a very good place to raise your kids, just to put it that way. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I, and I believe that to hear somebody from Cairo, Egypt, which is a beautiful place in itself, uh, is uh, that's pretty cool to, to hear. It, it's, the, the thing about Cairo is that it's it's crowded. It's a 24 million people city. <laughs> Coming to Morgantown was like, you're just off of the stress. So exactly. we uh, complain yeah. about traffic to me here. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember uh, I remember being uh, going to India several years ago, Calcutta, which was, at the time was the most densely populated city in the world, and and we talk about traffic, and it was nothing to be sitting in your vehicle. You know, I, I wasn't driving, but you know, being a passenger all the time, and people would actually hit your car. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. To get you to go, they, they would just bump into you. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's how they roll here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and kind of talking about your point there, it's, it's kind of interesting. During the COVID here, the last year or so, we we kind of adopted a little phrase around here at Positively West Virginia. We it was kind of like the unofficial slogan of West Virginia. We, our state was formed in 1863, so we came up with this thing. It said, "Socially distancing since 1863, West Virginia." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So, Ahmed, talk a little bit about your um, your company, Cairo To Go, and then I want to learn about your other restaurants too. But what's your thirty second pitch for Cairo To Go? In other words, what do you tell people you do? Authentic, fast, and fresh. Um, it's the most authentic Egyptian food yet that you'll get. We're proudly Egyptian. We're not Middle Eastern. We're not uh, Greek. We're not. You know, we're, we we are who we are. And um, it, nothing wrong with anybody else. It's just we're doing what we do best and we're doing what re- resembles us. I love it. Talk a little bit about the food. For those, I, I've never had Egyptian food, but talk a little bit about it. I want to visit soon. Talk a little about, about Egyptian food and what, what, your, um, what your flavors are like and, and talk a little bit about some of your specialties. So our most popular options are the chicken shawarma and the beef shawarma. Shawarma is basically meat on a spit that you know gets revolves around and gets cut off um it's we we also have the egyptian specials which are my personal favorites if you're coming to cairo to go yes get the shawarmas shawarmas are awesome we have the best shawarmas in i would say west virginia uh but um we also try the koshery koshery is egypt's national dish it's pasta rice lentils tomato sauce fried onions and chickpeas on top and uh, it's kind of like our hot dog carts. Uh, so, you know, when, when you're in the in New York and you find like tons of hot dog carts, this is kind of what you can find in Egypt. Awesome. Uh, we also have the Egyptian mac and cheese, which is uh, pretty cool as well. Uh, Moussaka is one of our personal favorites. We have vegan options because, uh, you know, part of the Egyptian culture is that we eat a lot of vegan food to begin with. So it's also part of who we are. So our falafel is a little bit different than your average falafel, completely vegan. And yeah, um, that's uh, that's basically a carrot to go, authentic, fast, and fresh. 
It sounds amazing. I definitely am going to check that out for sure. And I appreciate you sharing that uh, insight. Uh, I know it's it's every day for you, but for somebody like myself who's not familiar, that was a great description, and I appreciate that. So talk about the other two uh, restaurants that you're running out of that location now, and, and, and tell us a little bit of backstory on how you got started with these new um, offerings. So when, um, uh, you know, it, how do I put that? Late uh, July 2018, I, um, I was uh, called back home. I had to go back home because my mom was in the ICU. And, mm. um, you know, she passed away three or four days later. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, thank you. And, uh, and uh, I got stuck in Egypt for a whole year afterwards uh, under what's called further processing because I reapplied for my visa and it took some time. So it took a whole year, basically. Oh my gosh. During that time, my business suffered a lot. I mean, because, you know, with a restaurant that lacks leadership is not really going to be, any business that lacks leadership at the end of the day is not going to be that that much successful. Let's just put it that way. Sure. Yeah. So by the time I came back uh, to uh, the States, things were in a little bit of a downside, just a little bit as uh, putting it highly. And um, uh, what I did was, we just sat down, we figured out the situation. And the first thing that I did was I hired a restaurant coach, somebody to help me through the process to work with me and just enhance the business model and just make it a better business than what it is. I love that. And uh, we sat down and uh, we made a lot of changes to the way we were doing things, not from a food perspective, but from a presentation perspective. How do we present the food to our customers? Because as you said, the, the biggest challenge for an Egyptian guy selling Egyptian food anywhere in the States is nobody's had Egyptian food. So how do we make it as familiar as possible while still maintaining our integrity as an authentic Egyptian restaurant? Yes. And that was the first uh, challenge that we went through. And I think we did very well. We changed everything into bowls, wraps, and, and we, we took it from there. Now, obviously, stuff like that takes a lot of effort and a lot of time for the change to happen. And as soon as things started to flourish and I started to see, oh, we're getting back on track, our business is picking up and all of the good things, boom, COVID hit, right? So timing. Yeah, it was it was a roller coaster. So coming back to that, we kind of, you know, it, it was this moment of, do I give up or do I keep pushing? Oh, wow. And, and we decided to keep pushing. And my wife and I was like, hey, we're not closing. We're not. We, and since then, we haven't closed unless for Christmas. And we're not doing anything. We're not firing anybody. Nobody's going anywhere. We're just staying here. We're sticking around. Persistence always wins. Hmm. And we stayed for two weeks doing nothing. And I mean, because nobody was ordering anything. People thought we were close to begin with. And nobody was, you know, it was just tough. And uh, we just clean and clean and clean and clean. And my employees would come to me. It's like, hey, what do we do? I'm like, clean. Just go and clean again. Clean some more. <laughs> exactly. There's, just, there's no stopping to cleaning, right? And um, two weeks in, uh, people kind of got bored. Of, of the whole thing and uh, we're Cairo to go. This is part of our business models that everything is set up in a to-go container to begin with. So orders started flowing in, Grubhub, DoorDash, you name it. 
and uh, we started making food again, which was to me a very important pivot point. Like it doesn't matter how much money I'm making right now. I'm not making any, but we're, we're cooking again. We're back to where we need to be, at least from, from this standpoint. And uh, three months down the road, uh, Ryan and I, uh, he was like, hey, you got to check out this whole ghost, ghost kitchen concept and, you know, offer something new and try to help them out. And um, that's what we did. We just scoured the market for a need, something that people are asking for, but they're not really getting. And uh, that was tray pasta. And tray pasta is what you might say, it's a good pasta at a good price. (laughs) That's, That's basically it. It's not your average homemade top of the line pasta. I wouldn't say that. But at, at the same time, it's not as expected, as expensive as the top of the line pasta. Um, so it's it's the middle ground. If you're sitting at home and you feel like, oh, I need a good bowl of pasta that won't break the bank, tray pasta is your call. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, and it's it's been it's been a major hit because nobody's doing so. Like if you're you're either gonna go pay 20, 25 bucks for a bowl of pasta, or you're gonna go to a pizza shop that doesn't really give you anything, so you're gonna skip it anyways. Yeah. So, and this, this is a great alternative. Yes. So you listen, you listen to the market and filled a you know filled a void, solved a, a problem, right? Yep. yep, exactly. And um and then when we saw tray pasta making uh you know a, a good progress in, in in a matter of um, in a matter of a few months. Uh, we decided, hey, let's just add another one. And uh, there is not really a lot of fried chicken restaurants in Morgantown other than the big chains. Um, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, So we went ahead and we started uh, the Angry Five Hot Fried Chicken, which is a national style hot fried chicken. It's hot and uh, it's a fun concept. I I call it national style fried chicken with a fun twist. so, and, and, you know, business has been, uh, has been uh, booming from there. Not right now we sell the angry five carrot to go and trade pasta. That's incredible, honestly. And uh, it's called the, it's called the ghost kitchen. I mentioned that in the introduction, you, you call it a ghost kitchen. Is this a relatively new concept for folks who have never heard it before? Most kitchens existed uh, before COVID, but the, the, the demand on them and the need for them multiplied because of COVID. Um, a ghost kitchen is basically a kitchen that exists inside, like in a restaurant that exists inside the kitchen of another restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so you would sell your food online through third-party apps or, or, or whether your website or, you know, whatever, whatever mean you want to do it through. Uh, right now we have all three menus out. So you can come in to our to Cairo to go and order the fried chicken or the tray pasta or all three, which happens sometimes. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you're with a party, some some people want the pasta, some people want the Egyptian food, and some people want the fried chicken. We all we do all three anyways. That's incredible. I can only imagine how amazing it smells in that place. It's, it, yeah, you get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're fed or not. It's just- oh, that's awesome. Ahmed, uh, talk a little bit about... Uh, the the thing that you're most I mean you're an exciting guy just listening to you talk I'm 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 getting inspired just hearing you what's the thing you're most excited about for your your business right now well it's it's uh it's been a ride and I'm really excited to see how far 
can we go? Are we able to uh, pull up a fourth? Or are we able to, uh, you know, the, the sky is the limit when you have when you have the mindset to say, I'm going to do this. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. what I'm very excited about is our, the boss is not really up for the fourth yet. Let's just put it that way. The boss, the boss is my wife. For for people who uh, who don't know, uh, she she's been voted the boss by our staff. So I have to reply to respect that. That's right. They even bought her the apron and everything. So gotta live with it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so so she's it, the the challenge right now is do we come up with the fourth and try to figure out how to do it from an operational standpoint. And that's exciting in and of itself because creating a new brand means creating a new a new product that serves a whole new different customer demographic, which is super cool uh, for me. Yeah, Ahmed, I'm, I'm curious, you know, with this ghost ghost kitchen concept and just hearing what you're talking about, you know, it's, you've got three brands under one roof right now. How, is that is that your creative genius that's putting the you know the naming the menu the because we talked about creativity and how you were being stifled so to speak back in Egypt now you're here the sky's the limit is that kind of how that works it, it kind of is uh, I I have to be honest America is awesome when it comes to that kind of thing like it's super all open to business yes and uh, and that's that's what I love about it. And um, the Angry Five was a name that we came up after tons of research, believe it or not. It's just, it seems so simple, but it took us like a good 45 to 60 days to uh, working on it every single day to actually come up with it. Now, the Angry Five is Karen, Smith, Cayenne, Dante, and Seth. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Each, each character represents a level of heat. And, and uh, when we were trying to... The, the recipe for the fried chicken, Ranim got it to begin with. My wife, the boss, yes. uh, she got it to begin with. So it wasn't a problem of, do we make good chicken? We were able to make good chicken, but the question was, how do we brand ourselves differently from hundreds or maybe thousands of fried chicken restaurants across the States? Yeah. So yeah. Because of five levels of heat, you have each one that has its own character and each character has its own backstory. And the hotter they get, the angrier they get as pre as people. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and then we kind of developed, we're five very good close friends. So we kind of developed the characters behind each and every one of us. So Ranim is my wife. We called her Karen because she's the sweetest of us all. So she's not, she's like the, even if she gets angry, she doesn't really do much. She's just pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> and then we have Smith is another buddy of mine. And that's that th this character that you see, that's him. That's him in real life. Just don't know him. <laughs> uh, and uh, we just kept going uh, up to level five, which is probably that's that's me. Uh, that's I'm the angriest of them all. Just don't piss me off. <laughs> that, that, that's uh, that, that's great. I, I love the creativity behind it. And, and uh, I just I appreciate you sharing that that backstory. It's super cool. What's the geographic area that your customers come from, Ahmed? Um, all over Morgantown. Uh, we're very uh, like Morgantown, Star City, Cheat Lake. Um, sometimes people are just traveling by and they Google like good restaurants and we come up um, from out of state. Uh, Harrisburg 
we have a lot of Egyptians who drive from uh, Marion County and, and, and all over West Virginia just to, you know, because this is their food, you know, this is, yeah. we're, we're giving them a piece of home. That's super um, cool. Yeah. yeah. So how, how many, how many uh, employees do you have? Oh, let's see. Right now we have around eight, eight or nine. It depends yeah. on, you know. That's pretty amazing. You know, four years ago, uh, you know, you came here to America and now you're employing these folks and, and you didn't, like you said, you didn't lay them off during COVID. You just kept them working and were able to keep, keep your team together and, and work really hard. And now you've got three brands under one roof. I think that's a, that's incredible. Ahmed, what's, what, what would you say is your best moment that you've had since you've been in business here in West Virginia? Well, we, we've had a, we've had good moments overall. Um, it, uh, it's hard to pinpoint one, but it, let me put it that way. Every happy customer, everybody who comes to my restaurant eats and just knows more about Egyptian culture and walks out happy is a success moment. One of the things that I always tell the people working on the front, especially on the front, it's like, hey, this meal might make or break somebody's day because everybody's day is busy. They're always thinking about work. We have a lot of doctors and nurses. These guys are under a lot of pressure. The time that they sit down to actually eat and enjoy their meal mm. is the time of the day where like, yes, this is, this is what I'm resting. So mm. if we just make them happy that way, that then my job is accomplished. It's way bigger than just providing a meal. Yeah, it's way, way bigger. Just don't yeah. screw up the sauce. Don't screw up the drinks. Don't screw up anything. Just give them <laughs> what they need when they order it and they will be happy and just everybody will be in a good stance. That's great. I love, I love that uh, philosophy. What's on, you know, on contrast to that, what's been your worst business moment? Take us to that place. Uh, when I was stuck in Egypt, man, it was, it was horrible. Uh, a whole year yeah. of, of just being, not being able to um, fix things. I mean, I mean you your business, can, your business is still running, right? You're still open for business, but you're not there. But the, the problem is if, you, if if a, a new business eight months in needs every single bit of of effort and 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 um, and persistence and mindset just to put it to perspective, uh, so we we're just in this stage. And you mentioned that uh, when you first mentioned that that story, um, you know, a business without leadership is is destined to fail, right? Yep everything rises and falls on leadership and here here you are hours and hours away thousands of miles away and you can't be there at your at your place how did what got you through that well uh patience uh belief in my belief in my wife and and her ability to do her best and she did uh but you know she's 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 a an excellent cook very good at at coming up with recipes, very good at providing a high quality product, but that sometimes a lot of restaurant owners don't differentiate between the fact that, yes, I can cook and I can run a business. They are very two different things. Exactly. And, uh, and that's, that's where the, where the problem was. And uh, yeah. Wow. 
Ahmed, I'm going to take a second just to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they include the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest once again today is Ahmed Abdurrahim, owner of Cairo To Go. He also has two other businesses uh, operating there, Trey Pasta and The Angry Five. And I will tell you, uh, he's he's located over in Suncrest, Suncrest Town Center uh, in Morgantown, uh, in the Suncrest area there. If you haven't been to one of those three places, I encourage you, we'll drop the, the locations uh, for his websites and stuff like that um, on the on the uh, show notes section. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But Ahmed, I, I really want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the vision you have for your companies. Now you've got these three brands. What's the vision you have uh, long term? Um, I, I have, I have, a, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot that goes on when it comes to, um, trying to figure out where you go from there, especially when you have three out of the same restaurant, the workload is very, very big. So do I divide them into three different concepts and work on them separately, or do I work from there? So it's a little bit unclear because all of this is all new to us. The angry five is only six months old. Uh, but it's making waves because, you know, it's, there's a gap in the market and we're working on it. So mm-hmm. do I work with the angry five alone? Do I just push, uh, or do I put all of them under one umbrella and, and call it the kitchen mix and have everybody walk into my store and just, you know, have it at the kitchen mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the sky's the limit, as I said, but it's, it's, there's always a lot of thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, uh, it, it's, you know, the right fork in the road is the one you take, right? (laughs) There's many options here. That's, it's super cool. And it's kind of a cool place to be right now. Uh, You know, you know, what, four years or so in a little over four years in, I think that's pretty cool. How do you, how do you reach out and attract new customers and, and spread the word out there? My favorite method is social media, Uh, Facebook marketing and Instagram marketing in specific. Uh, I do a little bit of, uh, of print media as well, uh, but I like social media because it gives me a lot of um, feedback on who's clicking on what, why are they interacting with it, how many times did they see it, how, how many times did people click on it, and how many times did that click turn into a conversion, whether it's uh, you know checking the website, whether it's actually buying something or doing all of that. So um, my favorite my favorite method is the social media, and you also do it on a budget. So that's a big one. Yeah, uh, um, I also do sometimes I do uh, or we used to do radio before COVID, but COVID forced us to adapt a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good. That's good insight. What's one of the biggest challenges you face right now? Oh my God, staffing, man. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, I understand that. You know, a lot of people are afraid of getting back to work and uh, a lot of people are worried about the future of restaurants and the future, what the future holds with COVID being, you know, something in place. So it's not, it's not a real easy thing, but that's, if I, if I have to choose a challenge, it's inflation and the, and the, and the workforce, the staff. Yeah, absolutely. And I hear that, that quite a bit. I, I, I like asking the question because it uh, kind of shines the light on uh, some of the challenges that small business and entrepreneurs just like yourself are facing out there. Ahmed, what, 
what would be one piece of advice you would give to a young business um, person who's thinking about starting a company, maybe an entrepreneur who's already started their business? What's, what's one piece of advice you would give them? Failure is part of the process. Don't be afraid of failure. You will fail. I have failed. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make another failure. I don't know. Maybe I'll fail tomorrow. But what I know is persistence always wins. And, and once, once you get into that mindset of, Hey, I'm going to make the world a better place one way or another, you just stick to it and, and just live that to the T and you'll be good. That's incredible. I love that. Um, I, I think about, um, your journey, you know, and how you got here to West Virginia from Cairo, Egypt, and, you know, it, uh, it's just an invitation, you know, one of your buddies said, Hey, come over, check, check Morgantown out. And, and here you are today, a successful entrepreneur, su successful business person, your family, uh, family person, your, your guy who's, uh, you know, takes your kids into work with you. You're working alongside with your wife. And I love that too. I think that's super cool. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, I'm always grateful. <laughs> I always thank God. It doesn't matter, good, bad. I wake up and the first thing I do is I thank God. Uh, it's, uh, you know, being grateful puts you in a mindset of I already have a lot going on in a very good way in my life. I'm healthy. My kids are healthy. My wife is healthy. I have a roof on the, over my head. I have food on my table. Even if something goes wrong, I'll just fix it. So it just, you start the day with being grateful and then everything mm -hmm. else just kind of falls into place. I love that. I share that, uh, that sentiment with you. Our, our team here this morning in our uh, Monday morning meetings, we always start our meeting with my whole team here. We go around the table and we uh, ask everybody what they're grateful for this week, what's on their heart. And uh, it, it's, it is, it's, it's awesome to hear that, you know, with your, especially with the, the people that you work with and spend the most time with. I think that's super cool. And I love, I love that uh, philosophy you have on, on life. Ahmed, what's uh, one book or even maybe even a podcast that you're listening to that you would recommend for aspiring business people and entrepreneurs? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so for, for podcasts, I would definitely uh, uh, check Restaurant uh, Unstoppable. If you're in the restaurant industry, yeah. just go. That guy is amazing. It's a very cool uh, podcast. And um, for books, um, I would say The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Uh, a lot of business people forget that business is about pre people, not about numbers. Yes. So numbers are numbers. I, I love numbers myself. I'm a numbers guy too. But if you don't understand your customers, if you don't understand people, A, you won't be able to run a company because guess who's going to be in the company? It's going to be people. Yeah. And who was going to be your customers? They're going to be people too. So. <laughs> Win the people, you win everything. Numbers will come after the people. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what I would suggest. Well, we have on our resources page of PositivelyWV.com, we have all the recommendations over the last four years or so 
of books and podcasts people have recommended. So we'll make sure we add those into the list. And I don't think either one of those has been uh, suggested yet, Ahmed. Uh, you know, we've covered a lot of this interview, Ahmed. Is there anything else that you think our listeners should know about you or your story? Um, no, I think we're, we're, we're okay. I just, yeah. uh, just keep grinding. If you, if you want to, if you want to be an entrepreneur, just understand, man, it's, uh, it's the lonely road. It's not for yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and quite honestly, that's one of the reasons this podcast exists so that we, you know, we can inspire and equip people, you know, they could hear your story and be inspired by that and say, Hey, if Ahmed's doing it, maybe I should do it too. You know? So that's one of the reasons we do that. In closing, Ahmed, how can our listeners learn more about Cairo to go learn more about Trey pasta and learn more about the angry five hot fried chicken? We can Google any of those, uh, kairotogo.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page at uh, kairotogo and an Instagram account at kairotogo as well. Uh, we share a lot of Egyptian history, with, uh, especially with our Facebook page, because there, it's part of our mission to promote awesome. what, what Egypt is about, not just the food, but the culture itself. Uh, food is only part of the culture, the coolest part, in my opinion uh but uh yeah so um you can check any of them online and treypasta.com and theangry5.com are also up and running so uh yeah check them out that sounds amazing and, I, and we'll make sure we have links to all that stuff in the show notes on on the podcast on itunes and everything and uh and especially on the Facebook Live. Ahmed, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is really neat. It's really great. Uh, and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure that uh, that we, we get over there and try some of your amazing offerings. They sound delicious and I can't wait to try them. And uh, yeah, so, so great again. Great getting to know you. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friend Ahmed Abdurrahim of Cairo To Go and his other companies, Trey Pasta and the Angry Five hot fried chicken. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you know someone or you yourself would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, positivelywv.com. And we of course appreciate your comments and encouragement and reviews uh, as well out there in the digital world. Uh, and, and please share these stories if you feel uh, that's appropriate. Just share them on your social media channels too and help us get the word out. And be sure to check our weekly show. It's called the Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help West Virginia small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, Hampton Hill, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 